time to talk things, all things gardening with Scott Sharp. Scott, it feels like it's been forever. Well, that's why we don't have to talk all things gardening. We just, you know, riff on about whatever we wanted to. <laughs> just talk about the last three months for the next hour and a half. <laughs> We might not be in uh, in a job next week, but anyway, we <laughs> well, we may as well go out with a bang. Scott Sharp, you've got a few emails being sent to you this week. Yeah, that's been one of the great things about doing it this way. Uh, uh, you know, on, on Mondays rather than coming into the studio, people have been emailing in and sending me their uh, you know their photos. So been able to have a look and help some people out with their their plant problems. Uh, Paul and Cam up in Raymond Terrace have uh, chuffed me an email. And look, this is going to be quite helpful to a lot of people. Probably you might be interested um, about this. They've got a problem with their passion fruit. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very interesting. I'm all ears. So what's been happening is they've got two passion fruits, sounds like, on, on the trellis. They've got the common black passion fruit, and they've also got one of the, the Panama um, passion fruits, which is a, a grafted-type variety. Now, on the Panama version, they're not getting any flowers whatsoever, but their common black is, is just full of fruit at the moment. And that can be down to that, you know, some of uh, these plants do flower, the Panama flowers, slightly earlier, but that means they should have their fruit on there anyway. But another problem with the passion fruit is the pollination of them. Uh, they do need some help being pollinated, especially the Panamas. Panama red is not self-fertile, and generally you have to try and help them out. Um, so to do that, uh, actually, once they're flowering, you need to go with a little paintbrush and sort of just go and, I don't know, like play Picasso on one flower and then move on to the next one and, and spread the pollen around that way. So do the job of the bees. Uh, you know, if you haven't got too many of those in the garden. So that could be the problem with Paul and Cam's uh, passion fruit uh, they've got up there with the, the Panama. So they might have to get out there and, uh, you know, give it a bit of, bit of a paint with the old soft paintbrush. Of course, always the uh, sulfate of potash as well to promote nice, strong flowering with the plants. And if you've got any other, uh, I guess, you know, plants you could plant around the area to try and attract the bees like lavender, um, you know, they really love uh, the bees love the lavender at this time of year, so they would come in and uh, help the pollination process. All right. Uh, sorry, the, uh, sorry, continue. The, <laughs> the, the other issue that I heard about over the weekend uh, is uh, a friend of mine was advised to uh, leave his peace lily, his spathillum, outside to soak up the rain when it was raining last week. Um, but guess what? Um, like all things come around, it stopped raining and then the sun came out, but... Uh, he wasn't sensible enough to pull his plant in at that point no. in time. Yep. Yeah, so sun comes out, sun burns plant. I think you know where this is going. Uh, the other danger of putting your spats outside in the rain as well is it can be windy and colder than normal, so it can get a bit of wind burn. But it was the sun that burnt this, this fellow's plant. Um, look, I'm not sure that, that pruning off the brown tips of the leaves of a spath is beneficial. If you've got a you know a fair whack of leaf there, you might as well leave it on there. No, it might look a little bit untidy, but leave it there and just let it uh, you know keep on feeding the plant, um, creating new growth. And once the new growth comes through, then you can prune that, that damaged uh, you know leaves off. The other thing with spaths to do is if they're really pot bound. Uh, this is, and this is a completely different topic with them. But if they're really pot bound, you can actually just pull them out of the pot, give them a really heavy root prune cut them in half and repot them again. So you get two plants for the price of one and uh, you'll get a really nice invigorated plant as well. Probably not for my friend who just left it out in, in, the, uh, in the sun, but uh, that's another thing you can do if you've got a, a pot-bound staff. 
Excellent, Scott Sharp. Thank you very much. And actually, got a question for you. Well, it's not really a question. Yes. I brought lemongrass a few weeks ago. Yes. Too easy. It's <laughs> shooting up already. It's going great guns. So this is more of a comment than a question. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it's more of a comment than a question. But I'm, it's just I haven't done anything with it. Let's just put it in a pot and it's just shot well, up. I can, I can tell you on good authority that my old next door neighbour had some sort of out on the nature strip, and it just keeps on getting mowed, and it's been there for like five years, and it, it, it's mowed down, but it keeps on coming up. So you can be really tough and nasty to it if you want to. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it some verbal abuse when I get home this afternoon. <laughs> well, no, I'll not do that. And uh, if people want to email in again, the email address is? It is gardening at 2 com. Okay, thank you. Always help, you know, we want to help out. Um, by emails and the photos. Hopefully we'll be back in the studio and I'll be able to see your smiling face again. Exactly. We can read each other's cues as well instead of <laughs> trying to talk over each other. Well, well, uh, yes, I might do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Sharp, thank you very much. We'll hopefully speak to you again soon. Okay, talk to you then.